0: none of my friends like comics. This is a podcast where a comic book enthusiast talks to a newcomer about a piece of work in the medium, and we break it down to see if my friend, first-time reader, will pull it or drop it. I'm your host, Nick Poffenbarger, and with me today is my returning friend, Mr. Brett Scott. How's it going, man? What's up? Not much, man. How you doing? Real good. That's How are you? G- oh, pff, you know, you know, we were talking before this, so this is totally artificial, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> How has your day been, Nicholas?
1: Oh, it's fine. Glad you walked in and we didn't say a word until we... I Plug in the microphones. Lately, I've been reading this uh, this classic manga series. Manga, you manga, say? Yeah, it goes from right to left. It's called Berserk. It goes from right to left. It's called Berserk. Berserk. Let's talk about it off the cuff.
0: Um, <laughs> today, uh, yeah, I guess we could just kind of jump into it. So today we are talking about a beloved dark fantasy manga series called Berserk by Kentaro Miura. Uh, we're diving right into. Uh, volume one, uh, and, uh, yeah, contains the first three chapters of the series. Uh, yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> um, uh, we're, uh, uh, I mean like not the volume itself that we're talking about, but it's I mean a, like just the, uh, the series in general. Um, it's a like popular one or. Yeah. A- yeah. Both popular and a, uh, and, and large, uh, pretty long, pretty long series. Um, that just recently ended tragically because, uh, Kintaro
1: Miura passed away. Nick Scott here at the, the peak of his shelves, ten huge pleather bound berserk Omnis. What would you call those?
0: I guess you could call it an omnibus. I think they call them deluxe editions, because uh, they contain three of like the uh the Tonkelban volumes, which is just like you know, the trade paperbacks worth, just mm-hmm. like the 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 first one that we're talking about today. Uh that's actually when I started collecting Berserk was when they put that out. I thought I'd give it a shot.
1: It looks and, super uh, cool
0: up there. It does look cool. The it's design very- is really cool. Uh, from Dark Horse. Quite stylish. Yeah, it's cool. Looks very prestige. But yeah. Um, I guess I could talk about this series just a little bit here. Um, It follows a character named Guts, uh, who works as a uh, mysterious swordsman. Uh, he goes from place to place, hunting down supernatural horrors that plague the world for reasons we don't quite know at first. Because I'm
1: trying to not give no spoilies. Is this... um. I don't know where we're starting. Is this this guy's life work, basically? Or basically, did, what, yeah. Does he have another classic? Nothing as big as this. Cool. He did some work with the uh, the creator
0: of Fist of the North Star, which was like a heavy influence on Berserk, mm-hmm. um, eventually down in his career. Um, we're going to talk about that actually here after a bit, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this particular volume we're talking about was published, um, you know, as a tankobon volume, which, like I said, is like a trade paperback over here in the West, um, uh, in November of 1990, and uh, was met with like pretty good, if not limited, reviews, uh, as the series didn't really become a household name until a few volumes later, um, and like really started taking everybody by storm. And- People like. This is fucked.
1: <laughs> I don't think I
0: like this. <laughs> I think people liked it, but they didn't like it for the reasons that they would later. Um, which is something, like I said, we'll kind of talk about later, even though we we won't really get into that material in this episode. Um, I, I will say right off the bat, I hope this is one that we go back to periodically, you and I, just because, you know, it's easy to do a volume of this. Like, you know, it reads pretty quick. Um, and uh, it truly is something that, like you got to get a ways in before you really start to gel with what it really is, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I still think this first one is worth talking about on its own because uh, originally our plan was actually to do the hard covers. Like, so basically do three volumes a piece, but that proved to be quite a bit. And also. I, I never think- would have
1: finished it. I would have been up here <laughs> just making shit up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but like, I also feel like it'll be interesting to kind of, you know, however far we get in this. I mean, like, you know, maybe we'll finish it one day. Um, but uh I wanna see like kind of just your reactions volume to volume. You know what I mean? Like I think that'd be more fun. Uh that than, makes like sense. doing big chunk at a time, you know what I mean? So yeah. Anyway, um I'll talk go into this section here, talk about like the first exposures and whatnot. Um uh Berserk has kind of been in my peripheral knowledge for a long time. I mean it's uh it's like we were saying before, it's it's huge. So I mean, if you are tuned into this stuff like at all, you've at least heard the name. I mean, there's been like shows, books, video games anything you can imagine pretty much. Um, I never knew what it was about really other than seeing like images of the main character guts. And like, I thought it was going to be like super fucking tough guy shit with like no depth at all. (laughs) like And like, uh, but our, our mutual friend who has been on the show before Max, um, had kind of talked this series up a lot over the years and just kept he didn't, like, tell me specifics or anything, but he just kept going, like, oh, it's great, you know? And uh, so when these hardcovers started coming out, uh, I kind of decided just to give it a shot. And uh, he, I'd say that he was proven right. I'm I'm really into this series, and I really like it a lot. Um, How about you? Are you kind of the same? Like, you just kind of knew about it perfectly? Um, I'd heard about it. Yeah, I, I knew
1: about it. Because um, you actually asked me about this. Like, you were like, we should do that. I, the first <laughs> I heard about it was, like, a, a Dreamcast game. There's was a Dreamcast game about this game of uh, this series. Yeah, and then, um, like I've heard the po- a podcast I listened to did a history on it, and I was like, I should check it out. So used it just to, sounds cool. You used to post on SkullKnight.net <laughs> every day. <laughs> my uh, my avatar was this opening image of him fucking this demon. That's half the people's avatars. <laughs>
0: But yeah, man. Cool. Well, yeah, no, I'm excited to get into it. I guess we could just kind of jump right into the story, then um, get to the the bulk of the podcast here. So uh, uh, this is where we go through the story in depth to give context for our discussion. And uh, be warned, we're doing full spoilers ahead. Um, <laughs> as you just mentioned, um, so we start off on a particularly uh, fuck yeah scene <laughs> where we see our protagonist guts having sex with a lady who immediately turns into a crazy demon monster. And I got to say, when I first read this uh, and my my hesitations about going into the series of it being a like muscle bound fucking who the fuck cares, like bullshit with no depth. I was I immediately was like, oh, no, (laughs) I was like, the art is great. Don't get me wrong. But
1: like, yeah, he he just (laughs) she she turned you fell into my trap, fool. (laughs) The only one trapped is you bitch (laughs) and i'm like oh no No, oh no i was like yeah
0: (laughs) yeah so like immediately like this is like three pages and he he murders relatable
1: we've all been in this situation we've all been in this exact situation before
0: and then you use your arm cannon to blow the monster (laughs) away no but like yeah so guts murders her with his arm cannon and uh like like I said, this is like three pages. Does like, this
1: come back ever? Actually. Yeah. Okay. It does. I was going to say, cause like, what's the trap? What's the plan? That monster actually does come back. Like eventually it's,
0: it's interesting. A lot of things he revisits. Um, now I will say, and we'll get into this a bit more in the overall stuff as well, but, um, I don't think he originally planned for it to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, uh, like I said, there's there's a lot to say about the, the ending of this volume, at least uh, uh, once we get to the wrap up kind of thing. But um, yeah, so like, you know, Guts murders this monster and uh, we cut to the next day where he's he's wandering into like a town and, uh, you know, he's he's walking through and, um, you know, he notices like some young kids and, and women in a cage like being carted away as he goes into like a bar and at the bar. There are like some guardsmen-looking guys there, and they're they're playing a game of like throwing daggers at like a small fairy-looking creature who they refer to as an elf, which is what they're called in this universe. But um, uh, uh, this is Puck. He's like our uh, plucky sidekick character, the most uh, the most anime character in the world. Puck's all right. Puck's all right. Yeah, but like Guts actually ends up uh, saving Puck by just like killing the shit out of these guys and. It, like he he has like his arm crossbow thing and his gigantic buster sword and uh we also get like the monologue whoa whoa yeah go is ahead. buster sword trademarked actually yeah i guess they don't call it a buster sword i don't,
1: they I don't think you're supposed to say that absolutely is it, that is this the first appearance of a sword of this size is this where those like cloud and uh, this, is where, know, this is where this is where cloud got, got it. it yeah i know that yeah they, <laughs> they say they said that this is everywhere it's it, yeah. like um dark souls
0: don't they have this kind of this might be okay um full disclosure i was born in 1991 those swords
1: are the coolest thing that i've ever seen in my life (laughs) well every every (laughs) series every action series had a guy with this sword after this point right i wonder was there one before this and they were always my favorite character (laughs) (laughs) Of
0: course. but uh so like um i i do think this is kind of neat um we get this uh this little like quote that comes like repeated many times like in this series even in this volume it's repeated a couple times but i love that little quote every time he pulls the sword and it's just someone thinking or it's like an omniscient narrator saying it was much too big to be called a sword yeah that is cool yeah
1: <laughs> like they, they say that a lot and uh, I, I that one it says like uh i can't find the quote but it's like a giant hunk of iron. Oh something.
0: yeah. That's when they, he says it later in the, in the volume. I think it's in the last
1: chapter. I read a giant head of onion. And I was like, <laughs> interesting, giant head of onions. That says, I, I could see it. You're like I could
0: see onions hurting people. Makes them cry, you know? But yeah, oh. so like guts, like kills the shit out of these guardsmen. And, uh, he lets one man go free telling him to tell his boss, the leader of like their troop, basically that the black swordsman has come. And, uh, as Guts leaves, Puck follows and Guts is like annoyed and indifferent to him. And Puck gives us like a, a little context saying that the mayor of this town let those guys run rampant because they work for like this
1: warlord who like they placate by giving human sacrifices to. Here it is real quick. It was like a heap of raw iron. But if you look at it, it looks like head, a head of raw onion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. It does kind of look like onions, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, too, when he
0: he lets that one guy live, it's like, that's one of your favorite tropes. To oh, t- yeah. Tell him what you saw here tell today. Tell him what you saw here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, like, you know, Puck, like, tells us, like, you know, about, like, this warlord who they, they placate by giving human sacrifices to, a.k.a. the card of kids and women that we saw in, the like, the beginning when Guts came into the town. Um, we also get a moment in which Puck tries to, like, sit on Guts' shoulder, and Gut swats him away, telling him not to touch him. And this is like a really important piece of his character. We'll see explored like down the line, you know, not really in this volume, but it, it is a, an important part of his character. He's got some real issues with intimacy. He does. He does really bad. It's not even like a not even like me, like playing it up like it's artificial, like it's a really big thing with him. <laughs> like It's it's very personable. But like, uh, you know, so like this this mini army of guards. Block guts, and they take him to the mayor's castle where he's tortured in the dungeon. Uh, guts like scares them all, being that he doesn't like react to the torture at all. Instead, he like just confidently insults them and spits in their faces and shit. And uh, the mayor comes in to see him, and he asks the guards questions, like noting that guts uh, has like enough weaponry on him to like start a war, basically and uh the mayor's upset because guts's actions will bring the wrath of the leader of these men uh, he killed and he describes the leader too as inhuman and says no man can kill him and we get this cool panel of like the warlord guy all decked out in like his snake themed armor on horseback like as the mayor like describes him you know like he's haunting him i thought that was cool
1: <laughs> yeah that guy rules yeah
0: like, to the mayor's surprise, uh, Guts seems to know about the leader already, and he tells him how, he's like, I heard that the leader eats human flesh, and how they willingly give him meals, and uh, Guts basically calls the mayor a coward, and he's like, he's like, and the mayor tells him, or, or the mayor tells the, the guards there that he's like, torture him, but keep him alive for, you know, the leader guy. So, we go over to Coca Castle, where the uh, mysterious leader guy resides, and the guardsmen. That guts let go is speaking with leader as he eats at like this banquet table. And it's a pretty cool reveal because his teeth are all sharp and like his face is like inhuman. He's just a really weird, fucked up design, basically. And like, but like just barely
1: human, like, you know, the, the shape of a human, but clearly it's all, not. It's also teenage boy. It's like <laughs> it a teenage boy drew a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. He got sharp teeth and a snake head. <laughs> He's scary. But yeah,
0: the leader knows like who the black swordsman is, but it doesn't seem to concern him very much. He, he's more just like, hmm, like he's amused by it. And uh, the mayor arrives at this point and they have like a conversation, which the mayor promises. He's like, he's like, I promise like we'll give you more sacrifices. We'll give you more gold. Just, you know, this was a mistake. Don't worry about it. And the leader doesn't care about those things. And he literally says, uh, I quoted it here. He says, gold prisoners. I don't care about such things. All I wish to see are humans within a fiery apocalypse trying to escape. All I wish to hear is the sound of snapping bones crunched under the hooves of
1: horses. And uh, I also love how... Fuck, uh, <laughs> fuck villains with, like, understandable motives. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, like, well, we'll find out a bit more about what, what he is in a bit. But, like, uh, I also love how there's a moment where he flicks some food from his fork at the mayor. And when the mayor catches it, it's like a human ear. Like he's just eating fucking people just like in soup and shit. And like, <laughs> the most evil person. Like So some guards then come and they grab the mayor and they take him away. Presumably like leading to like his death. You know, he's going to be killed like because the guy doesn't give a shit. And uh, we cut back to Guts, who's on the ground in the dungeon. And he's unable to move, but looks up to see like this strange fetus-like creature staring back at him across the dungeon. And Guts like thinks, you again. And it slithers towards him and he yells repeatedly for it to get away from him. And uh I'll just That's say so fucking weird. Yeah. So, so I'll just say that this has like big implications for later. Um I forgot that he set this up so early in the book. <laughs> um that like because we're not gonna get to it in this episode, obviously, but like uh it does a good job further establishing the mystery of how Guts came to be and like what his true intentions are, although You know, as I said or alluded to earlier, I don't think that uh, Kentaro Mira had plans for this yet. (laughs) He just thought it was something cool
1: and weird to do. Uh, But it does have big implications on the story and the character later as well. I mean, you really think that this was just like a weird thing to do and then he figured it out later? He said stuff like that before. I
0: don't know if I found something about him particularly talking about that creature But it has it's a big deal later, for sure. You know, I mean, like and and, uh, I know for sure, like uh, he said stuff like the. um, Touching and stuff like that, it wasn't fully thought out yet, you know, like uh, like I I don't
1: know if he knew how long this was going to last, like. uh, The little creature reminds me of I think it's the last bit of Harry Potter where he like. Remember he's got like Voldemort inside of him and he's oh. the last Horcrux or whatever. Yeah. And he yeah. has to kill himself or he goes into his head or something. And then Voldemort's there as like a weird little creepy Voldemort little fetus. fetus. Yeah. yeah. It does kind of look like that. Yeah. I, it's JK Rowling probably read this. Probably. No, she definitely didn't, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So like right as like this creature thing gets close to him, puck falls into the dungeon and he brings like a set of keys along with him. And when guts turns back, the, the creature's gone. Uh, So Puck goes on and on about how uh, they really messed Guts up. Like, you know, he can barely move, And uh, but he's all like, I'm here to help. And uh, when Guts asks, like, what he's doing here, Puck says that he's like, I gotta repay my debt, you know? And uh, he's like, you saved my life. And um, he reaches to touch Guts, but is again yelled at, like, really severely. Guts is like, do not do that. And uh, Puck actually yells back at him, saying he's trying to help, and Guts is in no position to give him attitude. So Puck, like, flaps his wings and starts to heal guts with magic. And, uh, he like explains how elves have all sorts of abilities and healing. Um, uh, they're also keen on like others emotions and, uh, they can, they can make them feel like other things. Like they can make them feel happy and stuff like that. And, uh, uh Puck starts to ask guts questions like his name and why he came to the town. But guts isn't very talkative, only given up like, you know, the former, he tells him his name, but, um, uh, Puck then notices, like, a strange mark on the side of Guts' neck, and uh, he asks him what it is, and Guts sits up, knocking Puck off of his shoulder, and uh, he uncharacteristically actually smiles and tells him it's the brand, and uh, Puck kind of gets excited, because he's like, oh, he's talking to me, you know, <laughs> whatever, and he's like, he, he's, he's, he asks him what it means, and Guts tells him that he's like, he's like, you talk too much, and then uh, goes on about how, you know, they'll find out soon enough, and about how the town is going to burn, and puck realizes he's talking about the coca castle men and he questions guts about he's like uh you know wait, what does he say oh he's like he's like you could just stay out of the town he's like could you just uh you're you're risking the town and um uh, like why would all these innocent people here like and uh guts like doesn't really give a shit like he's just like whatever and uh he just wants to kill the leader. He hates weaklings. He does, which is something we've texted each other about, <laughs> which we usually don't talk I about. I just want to crush them. God damn it. He goes on and on. That's um, how I feel, though. <laughs> about well, weaklings. I, I totally agree. But yeah, Guts goes on this little tirade on and on about how uh, anybody who dies after getting caught up in someone else's fight, doesn't have the strength to survive in the first place, and he even says, uh, "If someone can't live their life the way they please, they might as well die." And you're like, "That's really mean." He kind of <laughs> says this in every issue, doesn't he? He does say it later, yeah, in the next chapter for sure. Um, but yeah, Puck can't like believe this response and feels guts his emotions run through him because, like I said, he's he can he can feel other beings' emotions, and uh, I love how Puck is thinking to himself, like, "Is it rage?" No, it's rage, sadness, and fear. So dark. And he, he like he like might as well go, he's an edgelord. <laughs> I can't.
1: Like, but Puck, yeah. I'll say Puck is a good um like foil to this character.
0: Yeah. It's like yeah.
1: they're they're the opposite on in everything. You need the
0: most opposite for guts at this point. Cause yeah. like it, it it really is true about like you look up anything about this series, and this might go into a bit of overall stuff, but like Almost unanimously, everyone's like, "Yeah, like the first bit of berserk is like, is it bad? (laughs) (laughs) Like they don't. I think they're more just comparing it to what it becomes because I don't think that this is bad. It's more just like it, it doesn't it doesn't know what it wants to be yet. Yeah, you know, or we don't know what it what it will be yet. So it's a it's it's kind of fun to go back. I've I've really." had my eye kind of opened and appreciate this stuff a lot more going back now and reading it with you. Cause this is only the second time I've read this, but, um, yeah, like puck, uh, then asks guts. He's like, he's like, why'd you save me? Like, cause you know, he's, he's giving off all these nihilistic views and whatnot. And, uh, guts laughs and says it was purely coincidence. Basically like puck then hits him, goes off with tears in his eyes, which guts like hilariously doesn't understand at all. And, uh, Guts just kind of sits in the dungeon, notices the keys on the ground, looks outside, he hears horns, he scratches his arm, and uh, puts his hand over the brand, which begins bleeding, and he starts to laugh.
1: And he licks it like a fucking creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guts kind of sucks, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like, but, in a cool way. In a cool way. Like, outside we see the town, like, just decimated. Like it, it's, teenage, it's teenage boy
0: fodder in every... Sense of the word. Very true. Yeah. This is the shit we would have looked up on, on online and been like, do not let my parents see this. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. This like, would have been too badass for yeah. me. <laughs> you'd be like it'd be like down the street, Trevor got berserk on his computer. <laughs> I don't think I'm friends
1: with Trevor anymore.
0: Yeah. It scared me. <laughs> but, but yeah, like outside, we see the town is like just decimated. And there's like fires and corpses everywhere. And Puck watches on as the men attack. And, uh, he sees the leader like in like his full, like snake armor outfit thing. And he's like drinking the blood of a child off of his spear and stuff. Okay. Slurp, 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 slurp. slurp. Yeah. And then a bunch of the men ride on when a uh, guts just pops out of a pile of corpses for an ambush. And, uh, he slaughters a bunch of them with like his rapid fire crossbow arm, which is, <laughs> might be one of the coolest sentences I've said. <laughs> on this show but like he uh he pulls his sword to decap- it like he pulls his sword and he decapitates a horse and cutting the rider in half like with one swing which like physically doesn't make much sense but it so, looks rad some of this action is
1: like <laughs> what the fuck is going on it it's so much in every panel
0: yeah the thing is too is like i feel like this is this is obviously like way fucking better than anything i could ever draw in my life you know but like i think that the the fight scenes and stuff are like creative and like interesting but like it's just like uh, for me like knowing how good he gets at this shit like as the series goes on i'm like this is cool but like there's a lot there's like noticeable things like i just said like you know he slices that horse and the man in half (laughs) and i'm like how does that
1: make sense like well, the, the, I, I feel you know. like this guy just like started with these images of like a man slicing a horse in two, and he's like, and put
0: it into how a do I make a story? Yeah, it? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I could totally see that. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. So like at this point, the uh, the leader snake guy sees guts, and he approaches, uh, and you know he's he's like, so you're the black swordsman hunting the apostles. So now we know like he he's he's one of these so called like apostles, and uh, he's like it's futile. Like, he's like, you you can't kill me. You're a mortal man, you know, whatever. And uh, Guts unloads like a million bolts into him, into like his face, body, everywhere. And he ends up shooting him past like this castle archway where like the apostle guy seemingly falls down defeated. But it is quickly revealed he has simply transformed into his final form, a giant ugly snake man. You can't kill snake man. Yeah, you can't kill Snake Man, and uh,
1: this starts a common trend. His, his mouth is just like just his tongue coming out,
0: dude. Yeah, like so. So that I was gonna, I've pointed that out. So this starts a common trend for like weird creatures. Miura does like mouths within mouths, like all the time. Like it's it's always like it's very cool. Yeah, it, it's fucking creepy too. Like, Eagerish. Yeah, it's it's very like. God, some of the shit he comes up with later, dude, is, like, just <laughs> fucking insane. Like, it, but, like,
1: uh... Th- this, this one reminds me of um Vertigo from Primal Rage. Yeah. Yeah, it does. If Vertigo had a head inside of its mouth, yeah. <laughs> we just never
0: saw that angle. That's true. That's true. We didn't. But yeah, so they have a super cool big dumb fight, and uh the monster, like, monologues about humans being mere food, and, like, pulls guts close after beating them all bad, and, uh... Guts, like, smiles and pulls a trick where he, his metal arm hides, you know, the cannon that we saw at the beginning of the story when he shot the uh, the the monster lady that he banged. And, like, uh, he blows apart, like, some of the dude's head at, like, point-blank range and then slices him in half. <laughs> and, like, the monster, still alive, starts to beg and Guts, like, just fucking loves this like he, he, <laughs> he like he tortures the monster tells it he's like he's like i want you to cling to life and like all this stuff and uh the monster notices the brand it's the craziest fucking
1: face that yeah
0: yeah it does it like the monster like notices the brand and and uh like he he freaks out and says it's the brand of sacrifice and uh when it asks like he, he asks guts he's like who are you and uh, his only reply it is uh he says the god hand where are the five members of the god hand And the apostle says uh, he doesn't know, and that's the truth. To which guts tells him to savor the moment
1: as his body slowly burns, (laughs) just murders him. And real quick, how many ultra badasses do you think have that tattoo on their neck? There's, there's not a lot. I've never seen it. Oh, oh, you mean like in real life? In real life? Oh, I was
0: like, oh, dude, probably a lot. Yeah, I bet.
1: I bet. I bet there's a
0: ton of people with that tattoo. I think think online I've seen. (laughs) I think online I've seen the tattoo
1: on on like people's arms. And they touch it and lick their lick it, lick their fingers. (laughs) They keep a bottle of ketchup just to put it on there. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but
0: yeah, it's like Gut steps away. The bomb goes off on the monster that he left, and uh, Puck looks at like the trail of dead bodies around them, and aptly says,
1: "Berserk," as Gut steps away. Nice. And then the, <laughs> nice. the s- guitar starts going. Dun, 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 I was
0: going to say it'd be like one in the background. Like it'd just be. Win, 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 win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of chapter one of Berserk. Um, the next chapter is pretty easy to sum up. Uh, but I feel like um I, I kind of noticed this in, in just going over it to do the notes on this. The art like. um for chapter two I feel it gets a little noticeably better and maybe that's just because he's good at drawing skeleton guys but like uh but the fighting already seems a little bit more together or more thought out I guess um
1: I don't know I could just be reading into that like too much but um I think there's more space yeah in the little castle courtyard or whatever the town square it was all very cramped yeah and the story is also a little bit more like
0: simple yeah, not that like the first one that we just went through is like so complex, but I mean, like here, we'll, we'll go into it. But like so this one, like I said, it's pretty easy to sum up. Puck follows Guts into the woods, like presumably after the last adventure we just saw. And uh, Guts doesn't want Puck around. But Puck is all like, if I stick with you, I'll see the stuff of legend. Like you're one of those guys like, you know, crazy stuff happens to. He, he's his brother, Gilbert, basically. <laughs> wow. Deep cut. Deep cut. That's not deep.
1: Dragonheart's not deep? In my perfect world, it's the movie known by everybody. I guess everyone's probably, everyone knows of Dragonheart. If you haven't seen Dragonheart, then, you know, it was hard to Dragonheart podcast. He's the, he's the relatable to a modern reader person that just watches things go down. Yes. A chronicler.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A scribe. A scribe but a poor handed poetry anyway. <laughs> so, um, uh, <laughs> guts. that was the dragon heart two reference. <laughs> Who was in that? Was that, st- that was Dawson's Creek guy. Um, or, uh, Malcolm in the middle, uh,
1: the, the older oh, son. Oh, I thought that was three. No, that's the second one. A new beginning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, um, Danny Masterson or Chris, Danny Masterson or Chris Masterson. I don't know his name to be honest. Francis. Francis. Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah. So anyway, guts, guts insults puck in one of your. What uh, are your favorite moments ever? Uh, Gut says he can't stand weaklings. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, the, the one thing. children. Just- <laughs> full full transparency. Like I try really hard on this show with all of my guests. To not talk about the series before we talk about it. But you sent me a picture of that and we just started going off about
1: weaklings. It's he's like looking down, kind of smiling, and he's like, It pisses me off when I see weaklings. (laughs) I feel like I want to crush them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like imagine he says it in such a calm voice. It's the it's very the most edgelord shit in the world. But like uh, Guts, so you know, after he gives him that little speech, yeah, Guts leaves Puck behind, but they quickly see each other again when a carriage happens upon Guts. And uh, it's being driven by a priest and like his young daughter, who Puck has already hitched a ride with. Um, Guts, ha- I, you know, I know we just talked about the weakling thing, but like Guts has so many edgelord, grim, dark moments talking to this priest. Like, he doesn't fucking like them, okay. He doesn't like priests, all right. And like that becomes very, very relevant here. They're so nice too. Yeah, he's they're so nice to him. Like, <laughs> but uh, he tells them uh, he's being pursued by evil spirits, which like they just
1: kind of laugh off. He's right though. He is. He's like, you you don't want me in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want to get in there. You don't want me in there. He's totally straight about it. That's the thing is like it, like he's like I'm being
0: pursued by evil spirits, which like I said, they just like laugh it off and they're like, oh,
1: quite the ailment or whatever. Don't, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong. But is there something that happens when people touch him? Is that a thing?
0: No. Okay. No, not no. That that's not like a effect. Because I
1: could see why you would think that with with that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, is he protecting a puck or whatever by saying "Don't fucking touch me"? No, no. That's a good guess, though. That's a good guess. That's uh, from my X One, uh, whatever the X Men movie.
0: Oh yeah, X One. Yeah, and a pack one. Yeah, that makes sense. Rogue.
1: rogue. Yeah.
0: Classic Rogue. She's only classic rogue because she's the only one.
1: (laughs) She's yeah. They have not tried rogue again.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So like, like I said, he he tells them he's like uh, you don't you don't want me in there, like you know, which they they laugh off. And Guts decides to ride with them and gets him sleep after thinking he doesn't care what happens to them, basically. And uh, the priest and Guts have like this back and forth, wherein the priest asks if uh, Guts is a mercenary because he sees like you know his sword and all that stuff, and uh, Guts says he's something like that and the priest is all like, Oh, I don't care for that line of work. Like, you know, live by the sword. You die by it. My nephew died on a battlefield, blah, blah, blah. And guts responds somewhat logically, uh, asking like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with dying? Like on the battlefield. And he's like, his, his nephew died. Like he died doing what he wanted. He must've been happy. And, uh, he then enunciates that of course, when you die though, there's nothing after cause he's a priest, you see. So he has to insult him in that way too. But, uh, Then he awkwardly says he's going to sleep (laughs) And, and like guts has like this messed up dream of running through like a wet stone labyrinth and he's, he's naked and being pursued by the fetus creature from before. Only this time it's like gigantic. And, uh, he awakens screaming with like this one eyed octopus creature attached to him And he quickly stabs it and throws it across the carriage, waking up everybody. And uh, he tells them it was an incubus, which is, uh, you know, an evil spirit that gives people nightmares and feeds off fear. Uh, Guts is like, you know, uh, they're following me because of the brand, which begins to bleed. So we start to get a sense that like fucked up spirits and monsters are near when like the brand bleeds. You know, I mean, we can we can confirm that Uh, Guts gets out. Realizing they must be near an old battlefield, and the spirits can take control of dead bodies, so they start to move the carriage. But the young daughter is uh, stabbed by a spear straight through her chest, and that's when a bunch of possessed skeletons begin to rise up. And uh, Guts tells them all to go. Puck tells him he's going to get killed, to which Guts goes full action movie star and says, "Comes with the territory." And then he goes. Dah, 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 dah. <laughs> 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 Then we get basically just page upon page of guts kicking ass. And it's pretty damn cool.
1: (laughs) I love the skeletons. Like they have like the glow inside of the dark. Yeah. It's
0: it's super rad. Yeah. Like the battle like changes pace slightly when it's revealed that the priest's head has been cut off by the possessed body of the daughter. Um, (laughs) she walks like from the carriage with a sword in her hand, like right up to guts who actually like freezes up. Like he sees an image of her like innocent and alive before she stabs him. Uh, it's not too deep, but he does like come to a point and like he, he, he just straight up cuts her in half and it like launches the top half of her super far away.
1: Like you shouldn't have felt <clears throat> anything guts. Yeah. Stop feeling. Yeah. Well, she put a blanket on him or whatever. God's damn it sad put your barriers back up
0: yeah so like he continues to fight and he I, the, the detail that i that i really appreciated in this is like this is like right after he cut the little girl in half he starts puking like <laughs> while he's fighting and he just keeps going and like and it's like it i know it's kind of silly but like it really adds the the effect of like god damn like this tireless fucking battle like you feel like the the
1: fucking hurt and pain in him. And it adds, it adds to it because otherwise you're just kind of numb to all the, all the brutal.
0: Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like shit like this, like, it's not like he's just totally indestructible. Like, it's like he, he, he feels things. He can get tired and shit and then feel shitty. Like it's a, yeah. So like, you know, uh, he holds him off the enemies, like all the way basically until dawn, I think is like the implication. And like, when the spirits seem to only be able to stalk and like not possess,
1: like, I guess they get more powerful at night, you know, it's fucking awesome that like the shadowy demon spirits, like they just kind of slink away the skeletons and float up. They slink away. Yeah. It's really cool. That's,
0: that's cool. <laughs> like puck and guts. Like look at the daughter's body and puck like is, you know, like looking at guts and, and, and he's like, oh, it wasn't your fault to which guts laughs and says, puck is Right. Like he takes no, no blame for it. And, uh, he's, he's like, you know, they're weaklings, you know, or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and, and like, and he, he repeats what he said earlier about, you know, living free and whatnot. And, uh, the, at this point, like voices kind of begin to taunt guts and I, we're led to assume that it's, you know, the demons and whatnot. And they're, they're telling him that, they'll you know, he, you're, they're like, you're never going to be free of us as long as you have the brand. And, uh,
1: Guts just like unloads his arm cannon into the sky out of frustration and he continues walking. How many, how many like, um, like what's his ammunition for that? Just whatever. Uh, you know, yeah. He regenerates it. Sure. Okay. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> he just crunches up little pucks and puts them in there. Magic
0: dust. Little, little pucks. Little pucks. <laughs> yeah. No. Little fairy
1: boys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Puck wants it. Puck, uh, once again looks at a battlefield full of bodies and thinks, this is the world Guts lives in. And I like this chapter ending a lot because it feels like we're kind of building a theme here. And even though Guts is like a dick, we can kind of assume that no matter his backstory at this point, clearly living life like this gives you a weird worldview if he does this shit every day, you know? Yeah. Like, and I mean, at this point, we can assume it's something he does this shit all the time. So kind of a theme going there. So like the final chapter of this volume Is actually the beginning of our first, like, real multi part arc. And uh, it starts with uh, the execution of a young woman who is found guilty of heresy. Uh, We are introduced to the count of this place who gleefully tells his right hand man, Dahl, that he does not care how many
1: executions they do. I like, real quick, I like how, like, the first couple of chap pages of each story is like hyper detailed pencil drawings. Yeah, no, that's awesome. (laughs) It's, it like makes it really visceral It makes it feel like, like this crying woman. And then her head comes off and it's in this like detailed, it gives that like, uh,
0: I mean, I guess more the subject matter makes it dark, but like, it gives that, like that epic fantasy feel like yeah. right at the beginning, oh, I yeah. think like, which is, which is really cool. Like, uh, but yeah, so like the, the count, you know, I'm, um, uh, he's telling, uh, his, his right hand man that he doesn't care how many executions they do. He wants to protect his subjects from heretics. And, uh, can I just say real quick about this count? Uh, most obvious bad guy slash inhuman monster in disguise I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah, he's inhumanly big. He's like a job of the hut. Big old head. Yeah. Eyes like the last guy. Eyes like snake guy, you know, but just like it. Yeah, it, you know, so Guts is in this crowd and he actually picks up the head of the decapitated girl and uh, a guard like is like, can I get that from you? <laughs> like, and, uh, and he just spits in his face and throws it up at the count and the count like catches it. It's total like Goku moment. It is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, the count just like catches the head and Guts takes the blood from his brand and smears it across his own neck, pointing to the count as like a symbol of like his intent to kill him. And uh, the count knows like instantly he's like, it's the black swordsman. And uh, as Dahl uh, sends the command out to follow Guts, the count crushes the head and laughs.
1: That's so fucked. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that one left an impression on me.
0: Yeah. It's really detailed, too, how it just, like, starts to fucking crack and explode. It's like, ugh. But, yeah, so Guts, like, you know, just goes through the streets, just kind of wandering and is stopped by, like, this horde of soldiers, and a huge fight ensues. Uh, you know, he's chopping up guards left and right, and I love how at one point one of the guards says straight up out loud, what an incredible sword. <laughs> he's slicing our armor in half with
1: it. And then it says the head of raw onion thing again. <laughs> yeah, so, is it i also love how yeah it repeats the whole little spiel about the sword again here um but uh, that that reminds me of like an ant-man like the 60s ant-man comics in every issue it's like he's got the strength of a full-sized man at the size of an ant yeah <laughs> like every every comic is someone's first that's true
0: As a stanley thing
1: yeah
0: but, So like after a bunch of chopping and posing for sweet posters. Uh Guts is almost taken down by some crossbow sniper guys, but Puck appears and he he like he like lights up and blinds them. And I love how Guts, like once he sees them up there because of Puck's light, he just literally hits the entire structure they're standing on down. <laughs> like it's not like he just like throws a sword or crossbows them or whatever, like he just straight up hits the whole fucking thing down. <laughs> and like collapsible environments. Yeah, true. Take, take advantage. And guts is like peeved that Puck is there again, and is rambling about how, like you know, Puck is is like going on about how, you, like you know, guts is like you owe me one. And right then, a soldier grabs Puck, and Guts slices his him slices his arm off. Excuse me, uh, claiming that they are even. Right then, and uh, we get a big boss fight when the captain of the guard, a uh, mini boss, yeah, mini boss, uh, Lord Zondark he appears and he's like this massive man with a big old war hammer. I like his helmet is like an iron face. Yeah. It's cool. There's a lot of mini boss battles in this, in this series too, that are just like really cool. Um, this one's not really like led up to, he usually like a lot of the time in the stories, he'll lead up to them. Like we'll kind of see that character beforehand. This one, he just kind of comes out of nowhere, but like uh, he mocks guts, his size and the sword, like before they battle it out and Guts beats him by swinging at his warhammer, like breaking it and the chips fly into the guy's face because it makes his <laughs> it makes his helmet fall off. And uh he then kicks uh Lord Zondark in the head about to finish him off, but a reinforcement of guards shows up. And there's this like strange man in a hood and bandages like uh it, he he like throws some smoke pellets and yells for Guts and Puck to follow him. And we saw him a little bit earlier in like a panel where he was like clearly like a weird mysterious figure following guts like through the city right before this battle happened. Uh, I missed that. Yeah. He's, he's there like right before the fight starts, I think hmm. right after he leaves the town square where the girl gets executed. Okay. But, uh, they escape with like this creepy guy who takes them into like his alchemy lab. <laughs> and, uh, I like to detail while they walk through the streets and people like avoid them and close the windows and stuff because like everybody's scared of being accused. Like, You know, it's the, you know, it's a story as old as time, but like, you know, these like oppressive, like ultra crazy, like religious type of societies with like a crazy ruler. And like, everybody's scared to talk to each other because they don't want to be accused and classic Europe, classic Europe. Yeah. And like guts, like just asks the guy, he's like, uh, he's like, who are you and why did you help me? And, uh, the man ignores that though. And asks if guts is here to get revenge on the count and guts rudely kicks out like his cane that he's using knocking him to the floor and it exposes his face like he has no nose he's missing an eye pieces of his lips he's got no legs he's just on like you know peg legs basically and uh guts is like i'm asking the questions and the man explains that he's like the count did this to me and uh he like ate body parts off me like as torture and uh he, he calls him a demon to which guts is not surprised and Guts says uh, he knows what the count is, and we as the readers who read the first chapter kind of know what the count is too, And but the man is surprised, and uh, he wants to show them something and leads them to the back room. He takes them to a table that has a display on top with like an egg-shaped artifact on it, and it's an egg shape that has the displaced pieces of a face on it, and Guts looks shocked as the chapter comes to a close with the man revealing this item is called a behelet, and that's the end of volume one.
1: What's a with
0: Exactly. We'll have to find out. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll have to find out, Brett. Well, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's kind of short and sweet, but like I said, I think that this series um, is one of those that it'll be fun to go through like volume by volume with you and, uh, you know, just see your reaction to how, how much it changes, you know, because I don't think it takes too long to really change um, in terms of its uh, intent, I guess, uh, but yeah, so we could start on like the overall thoughts and, um, uh, um, I guess my, my first question really would just be like, I get started off here with, uh, you know, like what was it, what you
1: expected This is exactly what I wanted. exactly what you wanted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So much blood. Um, it's just badass. You'll man. be, you'll be
0: happy to know that even though I alluded to the fact that the series does change and become kind of something
1: else, it never loses that. Right, I want this, and then I want to slowly be let into the depth. Of it. That's exactly what it does. That's so, great. Yes, yeah. so, that's great. So, like, um, this is the attention grabber. Yeah, it it is. Um,
0: it is in a way. Um, I will. I I did kind of want to go through something here. Where
1: no, the fucking the demon was the attention. The grab. attention grabber. <laughs> yeah, That's the thesis statement. Well, well, what's going on here? <laughs> Someone just totally calm,
0: not phased by it. Huh. I wonder what this is. Oh my. Yeah. So like, I I do have to mention, like I kind of have alluded to this entire time that this is not really representative of what the series really becomes, but like upon rereading it, I know like a lot of the connective stuff wasn't intentional, but I love going back and seeing like the early seeds
1: of it. It's really fun. Um, I, I I have no clue what it will be yeah so i'm like i'm a fresh-faced baby boy and you keep saying it's going to change and i th- like i have no context for that yeah. so
0: we'll see and i don't want to give it away give anything away in that regard i mean like um but yeah like i, I think I, I said earlier about how Mira was kind of open about like he wasn't really concerned with like characterization and stuff at this point uh he was kind of just trying to do his version of fist of the north star and it's interesting because i mean like going back to this beginning with a character that i've truly grown fond of had me in kind of like a swirl of emotions re- rereading this because like i remembered what happened but i kept subconsciously going like oh guts will justify this like terrible behavior but then he just continues to fucking suck <laughs> like he like he just sucks and and i'm like
1: and like he, does he not suck eventually is that what you're <laughs> saying kind I of i
0: mean like he kind of i mean Honestly, Brett, like or this he just
1: grows on you so much, like a Vegeta. He does grow on you, but at the
0: same time, like this story takes place. Like we're after we get past the first three volumes, we're going back in time,
1: right? for I, a long I, For I a long
0: time. Well, it's like <laughs> and so, so
1: like Vegeta. I remember as a kid being fucking terrified. Yeah, he was chasing Gohan, mm-hmm. and it took me years. Everyone's like, "Dude, I love Vegeta. He's my favorite." I'm like, "Do you not remember?" Instead of I, I could trust did? him. <laughs> Do you not remember him? Were fucking? you that way with Piccolo too? Uh, no, because I, I knew because he, I met. Piccolo he was different there too. Yeah, and it was yeah. That was the son of King Piccolo. Yeah. So yeah, or the the uh, asexual clone of him. True. But anyways, so um, yeah. I guess I, I I guess I'm way anxious to see what happens to this guy. Yeah, I mean, like I, I would say, just about guts. Like you know, All, the way that everyone talks about this also is one of those things. It's like. Well, it's gotta what the be, fuck are you like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. And that's the point that I got
0: to like, cause I started picking these up when they came out in like 2019 or whatever. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the whole reason I checked it out. Cause I was just like, there's gotta be something to this. Like if, if everybody is just fucking talking about it constantly, you know, yeah. like, and, and uh, or, or just has such a high regard for it. Um, but yeah, I will say just about guts in particular real quick, like, I like it in this volume illustrates it really well, obviously, like, um, uh, that he, he isn't some chosen hero or, you know, some savior who will like bring this dark world into light. Like he's a part of the darkness, you know, like it's just it, the guy it,
1: who hates weaklings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and like making it like all the more tragic kind of as the story goes on, honestly. And like, uh, it's, a uh, you know, I don't know that whole thing with guts get like, it can kind of create like this sense of, I don't know, misery, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like, honestly, w- without hearing everybody like talk about this series and like singing its praises for so long, I'm not sure I would have continued this story after this point, honestly, uh, just for me personally. Um, I, I mean, from like a pure story perspective, unless you're like just into
1: morbidly reading misery fests, like it's it's hard to justify. I, it's it's kind of like uh, a horror movie or like watching Saw or something where you you watch it and you're like, this makes me fucking anxious and it's horrible. And then you come out and it's like. Oh, you know what? Like, it's kind of fun to think about that stuff because then real life is a cakewalk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I could totally, I could totally glean that from, from like this volume. It's just that, like, I also, it's,
0: I think it was more hard for me, like, after reading the first volume in particular to justify
1: this series, like, being on the pedigree that everyone holds it to, I guess. I also kind of like the dumb simplicity of this. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so, it's so easy to read. This whole, th- thing took like what an hour you know yeah and it's like well i might as well see where it's going because it's you can feel that it's a slow burn yeah it's also like there's enough going on that it's it's an action scene every one page yeah it leaves enough mystery too in like the world
0: like the world already i could give it the credit for this is that the world already feels like pretty well thought out like it's just like this weird dark fantasy with a lot of mystery and a lot of like places to go. Like, I mean, like it's, uh, it, it seems, um, you know, expansive, like there's going to be a lot of room to play like in, in wherever he wants to
1: take it, you know? And for this era of manga, I'm surprised that he hasn't already been assigned to collect a certain amount of gems or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: True enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that was one of the things too is like, you know, this was part of like a wave of stuff that like, was aiming more for like, you know, the adult or, or, you know, at least like more mature themes, I guess, like, and, uh, you know, like I said, this does transform a bit as it goes on. And it doesn't take like that long to get there in my opinion. And, you know, honestly, like rereading this volume, it has me approaching it more as like a piece of the story, as opposed to like my previous mindset of like, eh, like it kind of starts off rough, you know, or whatever, Uh or not as good. Um, And, and like, you know, knowing the point, like Mira, I kind of wanted to talk about this too, where like, uh, knowing that the point where Mira was at by the end of like this volume makes me appreciate the turn it takes almost immediately after a lot more because he actually got offered to work with Bronson, who is the creator of Fist of the North Star, like to draw Fist of the North Star, like at this point after he finished this. Mm -hmm. And, um, he chose to continue with Berserk because um like I think at this point too like the publishing company that was publishing Berserk was going under and he had a, a, the offer to work on the manga that inspired him the most like in like the, you know the number one like book for for to him you know or continue with his own thing and I think the fact that it hit
1: right at this point it's like Mark Wahlberg at the end of Rock Star where he's like I'm in my favorite band but I'm, I'm missing out on my own life. Yeah. Yeah. But like he chose to continue with his own
0: work. And I think that in a way, and I think he said this before, but it inspired him to go his own way a bit more because he, he realized like, I can't like do fist of the North star better than fist of the North star, but I can do my own thing, you yeah. know, like, and, and, and do something like, you know, he, he's like, I can never be better than that. I got to do something different. So that's kind of like what inspired it to go a different place. And, uh, and it, it you know, I know we're talking a lot about like where this series goes and not necessarily this volume, but it made me appreciate that a lot more rereading this part of the story because I was like, oh, yeah, like I can see that. And then like he took it and ran with it, you know, and like, I love it. It's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: like, and, like <clears throat> I don't know what Fist of the North Star is really like or about. It's um, it's very much like that. Tough guy mentality
0: type stuff. It, uh, I will say, I just started reading it recently. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not that far into it, but like, it's not as heady as I thought it would be either. <laughs> but it's a, uh, but it, it is very much just like fight, like fuck, you know, like fuck it, yeah, fuck yeah. But it's like a bunch of guys who, um, it was actually, the 80s, baby, actually, I want to show you something really fast. So, like, if you if you're if you ever doubted the uh,
1: influence of Fist of the North Star. On Berserk, let me show you this real quick. Mm. It's the same guy, but a little more Mel Gibsony. Exactly. <laughs> is that <laughs> is that what he was like? I want to do this, but less Mel Gibsony. I get that's probably what he said. It was 1990. Guts looks a little more like Yu Yu Hakusho. He does look a little bit more like that. That's for sure. Let's see this. Uh, now I'm silently skimming Fist of the North Star. Skimming Fist of the North Star. Oh wow! Yeah, people just punching through heads. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Do this. Brett's like Brett's like
1: I could get into this this world. <laughs> I do like this. It is cool. He's kind of like a Bruce Lee, Mel Gibson. So, um, obviously, uh, it's early
0: in the series, but I found it fascinating how much like vital stuff is thrown in like right off the bat, and it's not really paid off until later. Um, were I guess you kind of answered that already, but like, were you intrigued by like the mysteries or just kind of left wanting? Yeah. Tinky? yeah. <laughs>
1: What's a hela <bahila? laughs> Yeah.
0: Why are these? I, I will. I, I won't even lie, and you're gonna give me shit for this. But like, after I got like maybe like four hardcovers in, I was like
1: looking up on eBay Behelit necklaces and shit. <laughs> like I was like,
0: <laughs> I was like, dude, <laughs>
1: it's like so bad. This stuff isn't. Well, it is, but it isn't. It's like tropey, but more grotesque. You yeah. Know? So it's not like collecting crystals, and you know. Uh,
0: It's kind of like Akira in that way where like it will it will present some tropey moments, but then it doesn't necessarily go the opposite way just to be different. But it but it does something different with them that most people don't like exactly
1: uh, like and and which I really appreciate. Yeah, I don't know where this is going where if I were to read, I don't know, Naruto or something, I could probably guess the first what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And that's like no, you know, shade on like shown in
0: manga type stuff i mean like i i read some of that stuff like i mean i like my hero academia and stuff like that but this like just made for a different audience yeah yeah and and sometimes you know you want a story like that but like this shit is obviously like way more up my alley <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean like um i guess I, the, the one of the last things i wanted to ask you just to prompt question wise at least is just like you know i think we've talked about like the writing and the story enough but like um uh how do you feel about the art at this point it's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, I the art
1: to me is still like just knowing. I mean, what what more do you need? The skeletons, big yeah. <laughs> sword. The so skeletons,
0: on. the skeletons and the demons. Like the first time you see them in the woods and shit, is uh-huh. fucking
1: cool. And like, the spirits rising from the skeleton bodies and flying away. So it's cool. Like, whoa.
0: Yeah, like I to me like like I said again,
1: just knowing where
0: where it goes and how good the art gets, like even better than this. Like I. It feels to me like it's still finding its footing, but nonetheless is super impressive and way better than anything I could ever draw.
1: I even been like the design of Puck. It's like uh, just this this pure innocent, like floating thing following around this mean guy, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I used to think like Puck was like I was like, I was like, why the
0: fuck is Puck here? Like, you know, like, and then i I mean, it, I, obviously, like he wanted to foil for guts
1: and Not puck. yeah, you know, but like, but I was like, why is Puck? Puck so- is the tone of the th- it's it Puck says that. This isn't just Billy badass nonsense. That's this, true. This is like supposed to be kind of absurd and like. And a fantasy type yeah. of story type thing. Yeah. It does drive that home a lot more. It makes it makes the gore less um, real, I guess. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense.
0: Makes everything a bit more hyper.
1: Yeah. In a good way, I think. And the levity to it, you know. Yeah. Old Puck. Yeah, Poor I, Puck. I like Puck.
0: <laughs> I like Old Puck. Yeah. He goes through a lot later. Well, stop. I'm not spoiling. You're kind of spoiling. You're gonna know puck. We're gonna miss puck for a long time though. After we get past these first couple volumes, <laughs> so, he goes away for a long time since we go in the past. Dang, how long? I don't remember exactly how long, but but it's it's a while. Several uh, volumes. A, a a couple at least. Hmm. Um, but like uh, you know, as we go on with this, we might um. Because, like I said, uh, this one ended with the part one of, like, you know, a multi-part story for the first time. So, like, we might, um as we return to Berserk, do, like, a couple volumes or something instead of just one. I just thought, like I said, it'd be fun to kind of get your reaction to the the initial offering of Berserk. And, uh you know, we'll just go from there and see where we want to return. I'm glad that you liked it, though, because, I mean, that means we get to come back. I never said that. Oh, <gasps> wait. Oh, so... Ultimate question then. Here we go. Volume one of berserk. Pull it or drop it, Brett. I pull it. <laughs> Good. You have the tattoo the next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> on your neck.
1: <laughs> Don't
0: touch me. Don't touch me. No. <laughs> I hate when you just get on the on the arm. Or no, it's on the neck. You get the you get the symbol. On the other side of your neck, it's just weaklings with the cross out thing. <laughs> Fucking guts! I realized too that it wasn't until like quite a bit into chapter one that we've realized his name is Guts. Like he doesn't say it. Oh, really? Until like three portions in or something into that chapter. I knew I
1: the because uh, when Puck asks him like what his name is, the Dreamcast game is called like Rage of Guts. Rage something. of Guts. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I've never played that. I've just like
0: can we, read about it? Can we mention real fast just how? Fucking funny but perfect it is that his name is Guts. Fuck yeah. I love that.
1: Guts.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good shit, man. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah, we will definitely continue with Berserk at some point. Um, like I said, those volumes are pretty easy to go through. They make for like, you know, quick recaps and whatnot. But like, I mean, I think we can get a lot out of them. And, uh, and the story great. just story just goes to some really cool places. And um, I'm excited for you to read that with me. It'll be awesome. I can't wait. I'm glad, I'm glad. Now you have to go around and say that you like manga.
1: No, do not. <laughs> no, I like, I used to read Shonen Jump. Yeah. When I was a child. I remember that. Granted. Yeah. um, You know, it's still in there. I love you, Hakusho.
0: Yeah, everyone I was like, thinking about watching that. Everyone, everyone likes Dragon about. Ball. Yeah, it's true. Been watching it with my uh, nine-year-old son.
1: Really? Yeah. Dragon Ball or you? Haku We've Sh- been doing Dragon Ball Z, excuse oh, me. cool. Yeah. You should start with Dragon Ball.
0: Yeah, I just like... I think it's, be, I, I told this story on the Akira episode, but like, uh, I got, um, not upset, but just like frustrated because he was watching Dragon Ball Super on some like,
1: is that like, streaming the newest? yeah.
0: And like, and they're just, ta- it's, it's everything that you used to complain about, about Dragon Ball Z. And you're like, well, what are they, if they just blow up planets, what's the point? You know, or whatever. Like if people were that powerful. Yeah. This, it just became a power scaling. Yeah. And game. that's, that's all super is. It's just like, I remember the one episode I was listening to while he was watching it. It was just like, if we power up enough and then fuse, we can destroy two planets. And I was like, <laughs>
1: fuck. <laughs> I said that? It
0: was something like that. Yeah. I was just like,
1: <laughs> I was like, God damn it. I was like, maybe Brett was right. Let's go back to <laughs> Dragon Ball Z and see. Dragon Ball is great because it's like he can pick up big fish and yeah. he can like kick Trees down, and it's you're like, and, Holy shit, that kid's strong! And you're like, like, Wait, he can fly? He couldn't fly. Well, not till the end of Dragon Ball, yeah, that's why you like was, Yamcha so much, T- like, dude. Yamcha was the shit. Yamcha was cool, he was funny. He was so instantly not cool in Dragon Ball Z, like, yeah, they it, they fucked him up, yeah, they fucked him up pretty bad. Tien came around and stole his thunder and uh, Dragon Ball, and then Vegeta came around and really stole his thunder. We're not too far into it, um
0: me and my kid but like uh we're at the point where they're, they're vegeta and Nappa are about to arrive
1: on earth mm-hmm. and uh so we've been getting all the training stuff and uh that shit was scary dude we did yeah <laughs> we just, that shit like makes me nervous the sands <laughs> yeah
0: we just we watched the episode where it's like a one-off where vegeta and napa go to uh like this like grasshopper cricket planet and they like are in the middle of some like crazy like king war thing and like and, and they just like get captured and they're just like unamused by the whole thing and they just murder everyone at the end <laughs> like it's like 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 they, they help like depose they depose the fucking king and then like this guy who was in the dungeon is who was who was to be wed to the princess like is like is like thank you so much you're welcome on our planet anytime any time and they're like gonna have like a happy ending and then they go up and they're just sitting in
1: like their pods and Vegeta just fucking blows it up for fun and you guys like Vegeta <laughs> He goes through redemption. He he is not redeemable. Watch the when he dies in the Majin Boo saga. That was nice. But that was so that he was like the the entire cell saga he was around. That was like, I I don't want this guy here. (laughs) Up to that point, you were like, I don't want him here. (laughs) I don't trust him. Yeah. And I feel like he proved. Yeah, I'm trying. We're supposed to get married. Fuck that that was set up from the beginning. (laughs) That does kind of come out of nowhere when Trunks
0: just comes in and.
1: Yeah. Because they like didn't toy with that at all. Wasn't, weren't they still dating Yamcha yeah, and Bulma? I think they were, yeah. <laughs> but like, but that was the thing. He was like, he was like eventually
0: like, you know, her and my dad get together or whatever. And and Goku's all like, Vegeta, what? <laughs> like, <you're... laughs> it's pretty funny. I was talking about Trunks the other day with Elena and I was just like, I saw that fucking half jacket and I was
1: like, fuck yeah, that's the coolest guy I've ever seen. Nick in elementary school wanted to be trunks so bad either trunks or knuckles there was nothing I wanted to be more you you trunks
0: knuckles or cloud
1: yeah (laughs) that that type of character the best kind the guy the guy with his arms crossed that stands behind the hero he's got like baggy pants but he's like kind of like thin ripped Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair yeah (laughs)
0: thin ripped and fucking (laughs) a giant fucking sword that he can handle with one arm (laughs) (laughs) fuck ugh Good Berserk talk. <laughs>
1: all right. yeah. well, we'll
0: we'll be back with more Berserk some other time then. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> thank you. There you have it, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash none of my friends like comics. That way we can continue to provide you with even more great content. Uh, you get early access to episodes, updates, all that fun stuff. Uh, it's never expected, but always appreciated. You can follow the show on Twitter at No Comic Friends for updates and posts, or you can email the show with your comments, opinions, and thoughts at none of my like comics at gmail.com. And if you mark it okay to air, we will read it on the air. Uh, we just want to get the word out about this show, so tell your friends and family who might be interested in this to give us a listen. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you on the next page. Bye.